Hello, everybody. This is Ryan. This is Avery. And we are from the Frame by Frame King Crimson podcast. And you are listening to Pods Like Us. Welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibell, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am speaking with Hudson Harani. Hudson, get get yourself together, Martin. Hudson Rani from the podcast I Know I Know. Hey, Hudson, how are you doing? I'm good, Marv. How are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Everything okay over there? Yep. Yeah. A little cold, but everything. Other than that, we're good. That's great. So, how were you first introduced to the world of podcasting? Well, um, I think it was maybe late 2018, and I'd been a viewer of the channel Mean Mr. Mayo for the longest time. And yeah. um, he was filling in for Ken Walmack on Talk More Talk, and he put it up on it like a promo trailer so i watched it and i really loved it um that was the only one i listened to for a while and then when um, two legs became a video cast i started to follow that but um i've followed numerous podcasts kind of like since the start of 2020s where i really branched out because of um the uh unfortunate thing called um a lockdown um where you can't go and see anybody but i mean it's it's a really wonderful thing podcasting it really is it really is so what made you decide from there to start your own podcast so i kind of had the idea i would say i discovered um fans on the run um and you know somebody else who's younger I mean, not as young as me, but, um, and that kind of like kicked me off. Like, so I started to brainstorm and kind of think, and then, um, you know, January 28th, um, 2021, I recorded and uploaded my first episode where I ranked Paul McCartney's albums. Um, and to say the least, I listened to it the other day and I like forgot to mention three albums. Um, so that episode got, is getting taken down because I redid it with a much more in-depth dive, but 
yeah, it's a, it was a quite interesting, um, it's been an interesting journey, and I mean, it's a lot of fun. It really is. So, how would you describe uh, your show to somebody who's never heard it before? Um, well, it's now a video cast, um, and it's all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just face it. Um, so it, it lies around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it lies around. Um, you know pun filled a lot of fun um you know numerous guests um you never know what's coming i'll say that so so it's sort of uh, free form whatever comes to mind about the solo beatles you'll just cover that yeah if i want to talk about how i disliked flowers in the dirt i do that but now i love that album it's weird <laughs> It's 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 a strange thing that because you'll you'll listen to things and sometimes after a while you'll think, do you know I actually like this now that I didn't like before. Like it's a bit like um, some some of McCartney's things I think is a bit lazy with his writing or I used to when I was younger thought thought he was a bit lazy when he'd have songs that just repeated the same thing over and over again. And over time, I love that stuff. Especially as a musician, when I started for a blog that I gave up and I should carry up, go back to doing it actually, that was about the solo Beatles, I was doing McCartney's first album and I suddenly found that learning the songs and then recording them myself made wow. me love the songs even more. So It um, really Yeah. It's when when I when I learned when I learned junk for that for that blog to talk about it, I was so happy when I could when I could play junk. And now when I pick the guitar up, I'm always playing junk on the guitar because that's a beautiful wow. piece. It's, a be it's one of his best songs on that album. I mean, maybe I'm a maze can't be beaten, but um, that song's pretty good too. It really is. Yeah. I think it's a better album than they made out when it first came out. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that album. I'm going to be completely honest. Okay. I ranked it at number 20 out of 27 albums i still love the album it's just um i'm not in the mood to hear that a lot i think the problem with the album for some people is that um it's very lo-fi and it's very um improvisational for the most part that album is so you've got to be in the right mood to listen to the album in some ways yeah kind of like a plastic ono band yes because that album is so full of emotion and there's so much anger in there that sometimes it can catch you at the wrong time listening to plastic ono band whereas other times it can be absolutely the perfect album if you're in that mood for it yeah I think that's kind of why I gravitate towards John's more poppier stuff nowadays. But I still love that album and revisit it. And in many ways, it is the best solo Beatle album. Yeah. So how were you first introduced to the Beatles then? So interestingly, it was through John's solo career. Okay. Um, I think I was seven and I received a, a record player from my grandfather and um wow. 
out of those four records, it was a Surf and Safari, a Johnny Cash album. Um, the name's escaping me right now. Um, like, I think it was a jazz album and Imagine. Okay. And then a, a year later, I bought Sgt. Pepper for the uh, 50th anniversary. It was an original copy, but it was on the 50th anniversary, and I fell in love, and I've never looked back. No. You can't remember what the jazz album was out of interest, and did did you love that? Did you like that jazz album as well? Um, I think it was like presidential instrumental themes. Okay. And I and, and I liked it a lot. I still have it. I know that. I just don't. I haven't listened to it in a while. So did did all of those four albums that you originally got with the record play? Did they all g- grab your attention immediately, or were you still a bit iffy on any of it? I'm not iffy on Imagine. Um, oh, no. And I, I loved the Beach Boys, and I've always loved um, Johnny Cash. So, um, You've got it a was, nice, nice rounded taste there. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. So is, is John still your go-to of the four of them solo? <sighs> oh... I think because of the lack of material, which is really unfair, I think I go to Paul mostly. Yeah. But I will give John this. I do think Walls and Bridges is possibly the best solo Beatles album. Yep. Yep. I think that's a great album. I really like that album a lot. It, it's like my go-to album. It's a lot of people's go-to album, actually, that for, for, for John Lennon. But absolutely, I mean, I hear a lot of people that quote that album as a favourite of John's. Yeah, it's that and Mind Games are the two favourites. Specifically, the two thousand two remix of Mind Games, where the uh, where it's a, the vocals are easier to hear. Definitely, I love that mix. I think that's great. So, have you got any favourite albums from the other three as well? Oh, um think my i'll give you like my i can give you like my five favorite paul albums um i think number five i would go with a back to the egg loud rocking fun um gets really overlooked nowadays which i don't appreciate um it was unintended it was overlooked when it first came yeah Yeah. i mean panned by the critics i think if it had good night tonight and um What's the other? If I had Good Night Tonight on it, I think it would have had much bigger success. Yep, and Daytime, Nighttime, Suffering would have been a nice finish to the album as well. Oh, I love that song. I might even so like I... it more than the A side, one of Paul's gems. But I've got to go with Back to the Egg, um, Memory Almost Full. Yep. I mean, came out the year I was born. I've absolutely loved that album since i've heard it um except for two songs that i that don't grab me i'm not a fan of gratitude at all and i'm um, feeding the clouds is lukewarm on me still yeah yeah and then num- number three i gotta go with ram <laughs> yeah. what hasn't been said about ram it's really just the greatest album yeah, of, it, it if i was ranking these technically the best Ram would be number one. Okay. 
but I think I'm burnt out on it the same way I am with Band on the Run. Yes, yeah, yeah. Band on the Run, y- you go anywhere and the, the, they play songs from Band on the Run. It's everywhere. It's all over the place, that song, that album. And there's it's... two songs that I just don't like on that album at all. I'm not a fan of um, Picasso's Last Words and I'm not a fan at all of Mamunia. Okay. Okay. So that, that album, I wouldn't even call that a top ten Paul album. No. But um, then uh, I'd gotta go with Flaming Pie and Tug of War. Yes, absolutely. Tug of Tug of War was the first album that I bought. First Paul album or first album album? It's the first album album that I bought. Oh wow! When when I was eleven years old, I bought I bought it. I think the day or the week or so when it first came out. But yeah. Interesting curiosity. What is your favorite Paul McCartney album? Uh, pr- probably Ram. But then you know, th- there are other albums that are liked by Paul. I mean, I-, I I responded on your um your feed about it that the fact that one of my choices was one that not many people would think of which was McCartney 2 and I love McCartney I love that too. album so do I but then, brilliant album as I also said on there I love uh, Electric Arguments and oh. we've already mentioned you know uh, Electric Arguments I love because of the experimentalism of it all but it all works and it flows from one song to another there's a there's a thing there that I almost wish that Paul would work with youth a lot more because Youth seems to get things out of Paul that on his own or even with Wings or with anybody else, he just can't seem to quite uh, get that same level. And in another way, I'd, I'd I'd like to see Paul possibly do more work with Knitting Sawney as well, because I thought My Soul on the Knitting Sawney album was, was a beautiful song. Yeah, I think... Electric Arguments is one of his best albums as well. Yeah. But I mean, I like, I, I'll say like out of the 27, I love 17 out of those, 17, probably 19 out of those 27 albums. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what about George? <sighs> I, my top three, I would probably go All Things Must Pass, um, the self-titled album, brainwashed then living in the material world and 33 and a third are right behind there cloud nine is another album i'm burnt out on right okay we've already mentioned john with walls and bridges and imagine mind Mind games Games. and plastic ono band absolutely i don't i don't mind um double fantasy i can't listen to that album much just because of what happened three weeks after yeah it's too stinging for me but i think the i mean woman is my all-time favorite john lennon song solo wise but i think that's got some great material and i don't mind the yoko stuff no 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 um it's it's a shame really in my opinion that he never got to properly finish the songs that ended up on Milk and Honey. 
because I think there was there was some some really great material on that that if John had yeah. had a chance that would have been amazing like, uh, it would have been and I'm not a fan of that album as much as I am of like brainwashed because I don't think it was finished well enough no like brainwashed was because brainwashed I couldn't tell that that was posthumously released at all no no I mean in some ways milk and honey when when I listen to it it almost seems like they've just rushed it just to get it just to get the songs out there and there wasn't as much I almost wish that they could somebody could get hold of that material now and do a similar job to what they did on on brainwashed but then again brainwashed they were left notes allegedly by by George as to what he wanted to do with the songs anyway yeah I mean because George knew known he was dying for a few months and stuff so but it is it is too bad that we never got him to finish it but what hurts as well with with George is the fact that this so little from George to go back on as well because he was such a um, he fretted over absolutely everything with his music and he spent years and years on the, that material so I mean you've got songs that go all the way back to the, the early 90s uh, Run So Far for instance I think that was around 1990-91 because it ended up being on, a, on an Eric Clapton album around that time it was on the Journeyman album yeah, um, Any Road, I think, was from the, it was, I think it was going to be a Traveling Wilbury song, actually. I think so. I think it was around that time. It does have the Traveling Wilburys-esque tone to it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and I wish that George had have released an official, uh, you know, soundtrack to the terrible uh, Shanghai Surprise film. Yeah, I do too. George should have. I wish George released more stuff in his solo career. If he wasn't stabbed, I think he would still be alive. Absolutely. Do, do you think? Yeah. That, do you think that brainwashed would have come out as it did though? If he'd have still been around. No, because he wanted it to be released as demos, apparently. Okay, I didn't know that. That's a rumor, but who knows if it's true. I think that's something that the Arison estate need to get in, get onto actually, because the uh, the first early demos, volume one, that they brought out, they haven't brought out a volume two, and it's just it's, it's been just, like ten years. It's been yeah, it's been like ten years since volume one. Come on, get volume two out already. <laughs> get on with it. Come on, people. <laughs> oh, well done. That's a, that's a good pun. <laughs> yeah. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards Podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that also has the Midas touch. What about Ringo? What, what, what's your taste when it comes to Ringo? I really love the Ringo album. That's number one. Bukus of Blues. Um... Uh, what's the 92 album time takes time absolutely and uh what's my name i really love too yeah, yeah. good night vienna of course and rotogravior yes not an album that a lot of people mention but i like rotogravior as well i, I call that his most underrated album yeah 
Yeah, I've got that on CD actually, Rotograph. You know, so yeah. I've got the vinyl. It was my first Ringo album on vinyl. So brilliant. I used to have them all on vinyl years ago. I wish I still did had you all sell, Ringos. Did you sell all your vinyl? I did, and then over the last couple of years, I've started to buy vinyl again. Oh. So, and I have quite a bit. Most of my vinyl is actually jazz, surprisingly. <laughs> Interesting. But I have a lot of Beatles-related vinyl as well, so. Including uh, three vinyl copies of McCartney 3. Okay. I think you might be a collector. Yeah, I've, I've got the blue. <laughs> There's a story behind it. So, I've got a blue, I've got a green, and I think I've got the black. And the idea was that somebody, I'm not going to say any names, but there, there were people from America who wanted uh, copies of the blue, and somebody wanted a copy of the green, I think. And uh, so, I ordered three copies of the blue and a copy of the green and then a copy of the black just because I wanted you know a standard black vinyl and so uh, then somebody cancelled two of the copies of the blue I think it was so I had to find somebody else to sell another copy of the blue to and then I've ended up having to keep one to myself and the green that person the person who asked for the green didn't want that either so <laughs> So I'm stuck with a blue, a blue, a green, and a black vinyl of that album. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, I've got the CDs as well with all the extra bonus stuff on as well. Which I, I wish I'd not bothered with that, really. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous, I thought. <laughs> if I'd have known they were going to release it in, uh, in Japan with all of the bonuses on the same CD, I would have just gone for that. Yeah, that's. I think I'll buy that eventually just to get those demos. But I'm not the biggest demo fan. I really am not. The, the demo to Kiss of Venus is nice, and uh, it is. And then, yeah, that is not that is nice. That demo. I like Paul's vocal on that a lot. Um, yeah. And the the sliding uh, jam from that live from that uh, sound check. That's good as well. The Dusseldorf jam. Absolutely, that is really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, sliding. Are you a Tom Petty fan? I am. Yep. Do you know the song "Honeybee" off I do. Wildflowers? Yep. yep. It sounds like a ripoff of that song. I love that album. I really do. That is a great album. It is, but doesn't it sound like a ripoff of that song? <laughs> it, yeah, yes, it does. I think Paul's inspired quite often by other songs. Shall we say? Yeah, same with a uh, "Find My Way" with um, "Learning to Fly." Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a Tom Petty fan too. Newly born. That's good. You're getting all the right, uh, ticking all the boxes. Shall we say? Yeah. Right. So, uh, show structure. I'm guessing that it, the structure is different according to whatever it is, whether it's an interview, when you do the breakdown of your favourite albums and worst to best or whatever, and then the the shows where you have a guest and you talk through 
different subjects. I'm guessing that the structure's different for each, or do you not have an actual set structure? Um, well, it depends. So, like, um, if I'm doing, like, for, say, an interview with uh, Lawrence Juber, I make sure to have my set of questions, and we just do it on Zoom. Um, and it it's really great. Um, and uh, we I've done it with... Uh, but I use Zoom and I use StreamYard, but, and I'm starting to use Skype today. Yep. And I, usually, I try to have a set of questions, but if it's just on my own, I kind of ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you ram on, yeah. Yeah, I ram on. <laughs> so you just ramble on when you're on your own, but when you're doing shows with like... Um... Oh, did you, did you do a show with Ethan or somebody recently? Or oh, I've done two shows with Ethan. Yeah. Yep. Did did they have a set structure or did you just let you the both of you freeform the whole thing? We kind of freeformed it. Went through each track. We did off the ground in Egypt Station. Yep. And we just went through each track. And Ethan hates Egypt Station. So, I I don't love it either, but, I mean, it does hold sentimental value because that was, like, the first Paul album that was released when I was a fan. Yep. So, it's kind of hard to differentiate. So, but, I mean, it depends on the show. (laughs) So, depending on the show, what sort of research do you do? Um, like, if it's an album, I look up the producer, um... You know, like who played what on the album? Like, um, if it's Ram, you know, Spinoza, Sewell, Paul, and Linda, basically. One other guy who's escaping my head, and um, Hugh McCracken. Yeah, Hugh McCracken played on Double Fantasy too. Yeah, um, he's also a guitarist on Give Peace a Chance. Oh, interesting. He's not alive anymore, is he? No, he died. I think four or five years ago. Nice guy. From from all, from what I've heard, yeah. Oh. Not too, that's too bad. But hell of, um, hell of a good career as a, as a session player. Yeah, gotta get Keltner on. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, and you know, I look up, you know, what this song was like inspired by, like um. I'm not gonna do this yet, but like the self-titled George Harrison album. The song "Here Comes the Moon." Um, yeah. Did you know that that was actually written with Stevie Nicks? No, I did not. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uncredited. No. Yeah, in Hawaii they wrote it together. Wow. I'll send you the article later, but yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm taking notes now because I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to add that to the links in the show notes. So, yeah. Here we go. But I mean... This, this is going to be really interesting for people listening if I leave it in. Link from Hudson about Here Comes the Moon. Yeah, it might be a PDF because I don't know if that web page is still up. But I will do my best to find it. Okay, that's great. That's great. But I mean, it, uh, I, I like to, you know... It's interesting what I found out. Like um, when I did the mind game show, 
like yeah. Andy Nichols, who has so much energy while recording. I don't know how, <laughs> if he ever sleeps, but um, like you know, he knows like everything. Like the demos of mind games. Like I mean that I don't do like that extent of research, yeah. but if I kind of I know I know it, but <laughs> I kind of like. I just don't like go in depth with the demos usually, which is something I am going to try to start to do. Yeah. But sometimes there's uh, far too much on my plate to say the least. Yeah. Dear me, there's never enough time for everything. <sighs> it never is. Yeah. So editing the show then is, is, is it a big job then? And how, how do you record it and, and then do the edit? So, um, before my computer decided to update on me, um, I was using iMovie, yep. which I just have to get a copy of it again. Um, but, um, like, if, it, if it's good to go, like, I kind of don't edit it. <laughs> yep. I hate to say, but, like, I'll usually try to. Um, it, like, my computer just takes a really long time. And I have to kind of use it for a lot of things, so I try. If I have to edit it, I let it export overnight. Yeah. But uh, um, iMovie, and then I used um, Stitcher. I mean, Shotcut is what I'm using now to crank up like the audio in a show, okay. because um, in my earlier shows, the audio was um, really low. Okay, and the, the the show music that you've got, how, how did you get hold of that? Um, I don't have much show music. I kind of use like a, I say a quote-unquote tin can sound of like the lyric of I know, I know, which okay. I, I still have to edit it into some live shows, but um, I just have that kind of playing in the beginning. Um. And then I have like the, um, if we don't start going to, not going to get to Boxing Day from um, that uh, horrible film, Broad Street. Um, but, yeah. and I just kind of have that in. But that's about it. I'm, I'm glad that I got that right. I, I, I thought that's where the, uh, where the title of the show came from. Uh, yeah. Hence, the, I agree. Hence, what I what I wrote on the show notes with the was it? Yeah. If this keeps up, we won't get there till Boxing Day. Yeah. A film that I saw on its release date. Oh, you did? Did you walk out of the theater? At the cinema. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, okay, we're going down a rabbit hole here. So, when the film came out. Uh, before the film came on, it was it was preceded by the uh, Rupert film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I I got into the cinema so far into the Rupert song, and I felt really bad about the fact that I'd. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm doing um, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, what do they call it? But I, I know I can't get I can't get in trouble for this anymore now because you know so many years. Uh, so, got to the end of the Give My Regards to Broad Street film, 
and then went to the t- went to the toilet at the cinema and and then when they cleared the cinema I went back in again to join the incoming people who were coming in for the next showing so that I could watch the uh, the Rupert film from the beginning to the end and then I walked out yeah I hate that song <laughs> I right. really don't like that song at all okay it is terrible <laughs> right. I uh... I, I can't even use the fact that I was thirteen or fourteen at the time as a as an excuse. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Asuma San. Indeed, yes. <laughs> well done. Thank you. So, how do you arrange the guests that you get on your show? Well, if it's um somebody kind of famous like um Lawrence or. Denny, I can't go to the website. I contact them, but um, Facebook Messenger. Other than that, I mean, I know who the person is, but <laughs> I mean, a lot of people kind of have discovered me. Like Tom Hunyadi was like the first person to discover me and kind of brought me out in the public. Yeah, Tom. Tommy's great. He is. He's I, a good friend. I don't know. I, I will I will go on record to say that um, it was because of four people. I think it was four people initially that I got started on podcasting. And uh, so shout outs to Tom and Andy from Two Legs, who were incredibly important to uh, spurring me onto it, as was Ed from Ed Chen from when they was fab, and also you won't know him yourself, but. Robbie Robertson from a chat show called Out of the Blank who actually caught me out because when I was going to start the show recording he suddenly contacted me because I sent him some notes and he said we'll do the show now which was a week before I was actually going to do the recordings so in a sense he actually forced me into doing a podcast for the first time so there you go (laughs) Interesting. Indeed. And that that was the first episode that came out, was the one that that Robbie just said, oh, we'll do it now. Don't need to wait till next week, we'll just do it now. Was that pun intended from Egypt Station? It was not, no. (laughs) Because I'd forgotten a lot of what's on Egypt Station. (laughs) Well, you're not missing much, I'll tell you that. No. I might lose listeners now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so you're open to any subject whatsoever? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the the episodes that you do on your own, I I think it's interesting because it's almost like you're doing a, um, an audio essay on the album, shall we say, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I should just do one with the cat, I mean. It wouldn't talk back, but I should record one with a cat. Hey, don't go Thank there. You'll, you'll, you'll start making up characters and have your own have your own characters and voices and everything if you don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like some other shows do. Which this is Dave of Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast, and yeah, you're listening to Pods Like um, Us with to say the least. Yeah, only to make fun of people.
is an interesting one. Just to, what's your favourite lineup of wings? Ooh, that was not nice. Um, I'm sorry. Or not expected. <laughs> Part of me wants to say the back to the egg lineup. Yep. But I think the correct answer is the um, first lineup. Denny, Denny, Double Denny, and Double McCartney. Yes, and, well, Henry as well, but, yeah. yeah. Henry, but, yeah. Yeah. I would say the problem with the last line, with Lawrence and Steve, is I wish they had made another album. Oh, agreed. I, and I really think that, do. I mean, Lawrence is just the nicest guy you will ever meet and it's really a shame that they had to end wings it really is it is very much isn't it a pity isn't it a shame <sighs> yeah <laughs> yes. imagine yeah imagine <laughs> so what other podcast shows do you listen to uh, Hudson so, unfortunately, with my recording, I don't have a ton of time. But when I do have time, I'll tune into your show. Um, Thank you. I'll tune into uh, Things We Said Today. Um, talk More Talk and Two Legs are like my main go- And Fans on the Run are like my main go-to shows. Yep. That's cool. But um, and then I'll listen to... I'll, uh, yeah, I don't listen to my own episodes. That's like the only episode. That's like the only podcast I'm opposed to listening to is my own. Yes. By the time my shows come out, I've listened to it that much in editing that I don't really want to listen to it again. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't. I don't know how you. It's like, ugh. like, because the first episodes that I've done. I didn't have a microphone, so I was using my computer microphone. Okay. So you can hear, like, children screaming in the background and the lawnmower and everything. So okay. <laughs> it's inter- it's quite interesting. It is. It really is. What advice would you give to people starting their own podcast for the first time? Prep, prep, prep. Be confident and have tough skin. Absolutely. That was the advice I've given. I was given and I think that's and have guests on there and always have a different and try to have a diverse opinion on things because that's the best way to go, I think. Absolutely. Definitely. Try to bring a different perspective in. So where can people find your show and how can they get hold of you? Um, so the best way to find my show is um, on YouTube. Um, you just type in I Know I Know Pod- Solo Beatles Podcast and it'll pop right up. Um, and uh, you can email me at I Know I Know Podcast at gmail.com if you want to contact me for anything. Um, I always respond. Um, and you can, uh, 
you know, leave a comment in the YouTube section and I'll respond. Um, you can also find me on Podbean and Spotify and Anchor. Okay. Right. Anyway, thank you very much for talking with me today, um, Hudson. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. coming through okay so then. this um are you able to record your own feed because my other computer still doesn't record a feed <laughs> i think the zoom app has to be updated and stuff but it won't install okay i mean i'm getting i'm getting separate feeds for both of us from zoom and then i've got a local feed from myself as well i mean if you have software on there that records sound you can actually have that recording yourself while you're on the Zoom call, but just, um, yeah, that that's one way that you can do the local for yourself. Yeah, I don't honestly have that. I feel bad now. Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. So you're going to carry on then, just messaging people and seeing if they're interested in being on the show and you know like well, yeah you, that you, yeah you've had lawrence crikey yeah lawrence um i'm still working on getting a few other people yeah but it's a it's a lot of fun it really is absolutely i mean you get to talk to i mean lawrence is like forgotten in music history he really is and so isn't um you know, Denny Sewell, as a member of Wings, it's really only Denny and Paul that kind of get the recognition. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Denny Sewell was actually uh, the drummer on Billy, on uh, Billy Joel's, um, um, ooh, which album was it, his first album? Um, Piano. No, before oh. that, there was one, because he made an album, and then it didn't do very well, Cold Spring Cold Harbor. Spring Harbor, That's yeah. That's the one. And De Denny That's Sy a good album. Denny Sywell is actually the drummer on that album. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that, but I mean, mm. that album's really underrated. Yeah. I knew he'd worked with Billy Joel, but I just forgot the name of the album. I thought it was uh, Glass Houses that he was on. But I mean, I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Glass Houses, that would have been his regular band at that point where he would have had Liberty DeVito on drums and, um, and he would have had that line-up that he had for a lot of albums. I think he had yeah, the same, true. I think he had the same line-up for the most part from Street Life Serenade all the way up to um, The Bridge, I think. It was the same backing band for all of that period for over... For about 14, 15 years, I think. Yeah, because the bridge was, what, 
1989 or something. Late yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah, because then the next album was... Um, um, oh, Stormfront, where he had an entirely different line band altogether. Yeah, but I think that's his last album of original material, if I'm correct. No, there was Bridge of... Um, the Bridge of... Um, oh, what's it? No, the River of... River of Dreams, after that. that was oh, it. okay. Yeah. That one, then. And then that was his last album. Yeah. Which is ironic, because uh, I think the, the last song on there was... Um, is it something like... these? They're the last words, these are the last words that I'm going to say, and that was... So that's basically the last song on his last album. Well, was yeah. Last, uh, last Words, or whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with his latter day career, even though it's not that old, I would say. Um, I'm kind of more of a 70s Billy Joel guy. The Stranger, Glass Houses, uh, 52nd Street. Those it's are like my good. It's over 25 yeah. years since his la since that last album. So Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, with all the success that Paul's had with his latter day career and Ringo to an extent, You'd think he'd want to release an album and get back out there, but yeah, I, I'm 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 a big uh, I'm really a, a fan of a lot of stuff from Paul's last twenty years of output, like uh, Electric Arguments and um, oh, I love that album. I love Electric Arguments. Um, Memory almost full. Chaos and oh, creation. Chaos and creation. I could just reel what? off a load of things that I really like from the latter day period. You a fan of Driving Rain? Um, some of it. Um, th there's some things that I question about it. I, th I, think, <laughs> I, th I think Heather would have been better if he'd not had the lyrical bit. Shall we say that? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's a it's a lovely instrumental piece, and then it's spoiled by that. Yeah, but I mean, it, I I love that album all the way through. Yeah. The only latter-day album by his that I have a problem with is Egypt Station. I'm not a fan of that record, really. I have a problem with that album as well. Yeah. It, it, he sounds like he's trying too hard, and that's just not the Paul that I need. But I do love I Don't Know, I Love Happy With You. Yep. But um, it's got some great songs, but just not a great album overall. Anyway, we'll get we'll get on now then. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, always put yourself. Uh, make it. Um, yeah, I was going to say something there, and I've completely gone blank. <laughs> oh dear. More coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> That seemed very quick. It did. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Is there anything <laughs> that we, we, we should pick up on that I've missed? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. That was... Quick but fun. I, I think that's It most, was. I think that's the most professional I've been in, a, in an episode, probably. Yeah. Dear me, I need, I need to stop now before I get worse.
daytime, nighttime suffering. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, it's it's fascinating. It really is, and like how many people there are. But I mean, I would love to get um one of Paul's kids or something on to talk about like how it was like growing up with your dad. What you, what you need to do there is possibly work out when James for instance has got something coming out himself and try and approach him around that sort of time if you if you know James is coming out with something because then he can use it as a promotional tool yeah it would be good to do that yeah because um, how old do you think James is now James has got to be in his 40s I would think James will be uh yeah, James is 40, 43 at the moment. He'll be 44 this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he's played on Flaming Pie, which is yeah. a favourite of mine. Yeah, and the uh, the album, was it, the Blackberry Tree or whatever, that, that James brought out, he's got Danny on that on two songs. Yeah, I want to get Danny Harrison or, or Olivia Harrison. I already tried to contact Patty Boy, but I gotta know. And yeah, I want to get like just anybody that's worked with the Beatles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still, I mean, I hope to meet one someday. But nearest, who knows? Nearest I've got is seeing Paul at Birmingham. Oh, you've seen Paul live? I've seen Paul live at Birmingham. That's the nearest I've got. Um, what tour was that? Ooh, Out There. The Out There tour. So, 2013? Yep, somewhere around that, that, that time, yeah, definitely. Did he play Moloch and Tyre? No, but he did do Temporary Secretary. Oh, lucky. Very good live. We we need. I love that song. We, we need a new uh, Paul McCartney live album that catches everything from because he's not brought anything live out since. Yeah, Good Evening New York. Nothing. Good Evening New York. Nothing since then. But he's done all these songs since then that he's not captured on any of the live albums. Like you know, um, like I said, Temporary Secretary, Junius Farm. Hi, hi, hi. He's not, I don't, not. None of those have been in on the live albums. So Junior's long. Farm. Oh, wait. Well, Wings, so. Yeah. I was going to say. Wings is different, but on his solo, you know, he's not released any of that on his solo live albums. Yeah, hopefully I'll see Paul someday. I haven't gotten around to it. But, um. My. Yeah. Out of curiosity, what's your favorite Paul or Wings live album? Wings over America, yeah. Possibly. Oh. Although saying that, um, I don't mind tripping the life fantastic. Interesting. I don't love the vocals on that album. I think they're too. No. I don't know. I 
I got to go with um, Amoeba Gig. Oh, yes. Yep. Why did I forget about that? I liked Good Evening New York City, actually. Yeah, that is a good album. And he played a couple songs from A Flaming Pie Live. Yeah. And he did a couple of songs from Electric Arguments on that as well. Yeah, that Sing the Changes performance is amazing on that album. Yeah, I like Highway Live as well. I think that's great. My only complaint is there is nothing from... uh... I'm, what was I going to say? There's nothing from Ram no. that he's really done live. He, well, he has. He's done Ram itself, Ram on. Yeah, but, but I would die to see him do Backseat of My Car or so, A Woman so OY live. So would I. But then again, wait until later this year when the deluxe edition of Let It Be comes out. Yeah. Because you will have a version of Backseat of My Car on there. Yeah, true. Because that was that was from the Let It Well Get Back slash Let It Be sessions originally. Correct. You, you, Which... can, you can hear him on the uh, the 30, 30 days uh, bootleg doing it a couple of times. Yeah. Were you a bootleg person back in the day? I wasn't i got hold of that on a should we say a nefarious very famous um website that you can no longer get things from oh you're back i'm back i'm sorry about that my my, i didn't have my laptop switched switched on at the power socket it just went off (laughs) (laughs) that's happened a few times like um the show with the Tom, it just stops automatically because I was reaching out and I accidentally clicked my uh, power s- strip off, which was recording because I was had my computer set up like a desktop at the moment in time, and whoops um. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it. Have you um, ever tagged the wrong person by accident? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Oh. I've, I've, tem- I've, I've tagged people before thinking that they are somebody that they're not. Oh. You know, there's a lot of people that have the same name. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Although, luckily, I've never found more than one Paul McCartney. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is another Paul McCartney out there, but not one with their first names. James, I guess. Anyway, Hudson, I'll let you get on, so um, thank you very much for this. Yeah, no problem, Mum. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. It's been yeah. fun. You take care of yourself. It has been. You do too. Nice to meet you. Bye. 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 Take care. Stay yeah, safe. I will. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye bye. <laughs>